Well, hey there, everyone. Today, uh, we have a special treat because we're starting a three-week series on something called triangulation. And this is something that happens in relationships. I'm, I'm going to let our guest explain it because we're on with Trey Kennard, a friend of mine and a motocross legend, by the way, for those of you who are into that. And Trey, I think this is something everyone can relate to. So in this first lesson, we're going to talk about how triangulation destroys relationships. But let's start by defining what it is. Why don't you do that? Yeah, so triangulation is something that I think we've probably all experienced on some level. If you look at a triangle and, and think about that in your mind, um, the whole idea of it is that you know there's a conflict between you and one person, um, and then the conflict gets out of hand, and then you go to a third party, and then the third party goes to the person you have a conflict with. And so if you think about the triangle, uh, you're, you're at the bottom right corner. The person you have a conflict with is at the bottom left-hand corner. And then you go to the person at the top, the person goes down to the left. And so that's kind of the the idea of the wording, but that's exactly what happens in triangulation. So Susie has a problem with Jen and then things blow up, things get out of control. And then Susie goes to Thad and expresses everything that's happened with Jen. And then Thad feels this obligation to go and try to help things and fix things. and then. Thad goes to Jen and says, hey, this is what Susie said. How do we fix this? And so this can be done in, in a couple of different ways. And, and we'll talk about that in a minute, I think. But I think the biggest danger to start with is that, you know, if the words aren't coming directly from your mouth, um, it can be a, a really tricky situation sometimes. And I'm sure kind of if you think back to a time in your own life, you've probably seen this in, in some way. Yeah. And I think, you know, some people listening to this might say, well, wait a second. So what's wrong with this? This is how I, how I always do conflict, right? <laughs> There's always this third party. But again, like you said, and we're going to get into this in these three weeks in this series, it's just not healthy. And believe it or not, it's not biblical. Jesus himself said this in Matthew eighteen fifteen, And we're going to keep coming back to this simple verse over and over. He said this, if another believer sins against you, Go privately and point out the offense. In other words, Jesus, I, I like to call this the anti-triangulation verse. <laughs> he says, don't gossip about it. Don't pull someone else. Don't pull a third party into it. Just go deal with it on your own. Now, there's some other things, by the way, he says. People can go read that in Matthew 18 for themselves because sometimes the, the offender doesn't listen. And, and so then there's other stuff that needs to happen. But a lot of times, wouldn't you say, Trey, that that if you just can learn to do conflict in a healthy way, then maybe over time you won't have so much conflict anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think a lot of it um, comes from a, a fear of conflict. You know, if we go back to our example of, of Susie and Jen, um, there, there's an event that happens there that doesn't allow them to truly express their emotions and their thoughts in a way that is healthy. And so you know, whether innocently or premeditated, you know, either Susie or Jen goes to Thad for some sort of um, outreach, I guess. They're just searching for someone to make it better. And so I think, you know, it can seem innocent sometimes, really. But like you mentioned in, in Matthew eighteen fifteen, you know, it's so important that we develop these skills so that, you know, when we do have conflict, because I believe we all will have conflict on some level, um, if we can learn to do this in a, a really healthy way to where we can truly express 
you know, our thoughts, our emotions and our needs, you know, I think we're going to learn to, you know, truly be Christ in people and, and to truly be able to have community with one another. Yeah. And I think in, in the conversation that people have in their groups or with their mentor, maybe you can ask yourself, why does someone triangulate? What is the source of the fear? And for some people, it's their people pleasers. You know, a lot of times triangulation happens with parents, right? You go to mom and then mom goes to dad. And maybe it's because you're, you, you don't want to disappoint dad, or maybe you're afraid of dad. So, you know, there are other reasons as well. I think sometimes you can do it to be manipulative. Triangulation can be an intentional and manipulative, or it can be unintentional and quote unquote innocent. But the truth is, whatever the case, triangulation is not a biblical, healthy way to deal with conflict. A healthy person takes ownership of their issues and they bravely step into them. And so then they avoid that habit of triangulation. Now, Trey, we're going to talk some more about this in the next uh, lesson in this series, but we're going to carry over Susie and her problem with Jen and the third party named Thad. We're going to carry that triangle over into the next conversation because next time we're going to talk about how to do conflict without triangulation. But for right now, if you're listening to this audio and uh, you're having this conversation, use those discussion questions below to talk about this in your own life and, and begin to discover a biblical way to handle conflict.